Yo, 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 yo. So I'm back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here with your host, The Decided. Uh, clocking in, I think it's January. No, January. December 29th. 28th. 28th, 29th. I'm not sure what day it is. It's, it's a Thursday. Thursday, motherfucker. Uh, about 3 p.m., Heading home. I'm going to start this podcast with some late breaking news. Uh, it's not really breaking news anymore. I mean, by the time I get up, it won't be fucking news anymore. But the Raiders are benching Derek Carr. Words coming down from the tippy top of the organization. I guess the general manager, the head coach, and the owner are in unanimous agreement. That a one number four Derek Carr is no longer the starter. Um, and I think this move should have been done a long time ago. However, much like how most teams are built these days, the backup quarterback isn't really shit. Um, we've seen plenty of instances, instances of that this year, uh, including the Jets have had issues with that. I believe the Colts have had issues with that. Um... My God, I think the Saints earlier this season. I mean, I don't even know. This goes on and on about backup quarterbacks, and they're just not pulling their weight these days. Uh, I don't think they ever did pull their weight, but they were there. The backup quarterbacks are there to help win games. And so far this season, more often than not, it's been proven that the backup quarterbacks really just are not even backup. And I don't even know who the backup is, Miami. Because two was out a little bit. Uh, you know, it's just what it is. Just what it is. But they couldn't go to Jared Stidham. Uh, because he just is sorry. I mean, he's some lackey from, uh, from the Patriots. And to me, honestly... This this is a move. This state of the season just goes to show me that the it's official. It's official now. It was official weeks ago. I don't think it was official after like week three when we went zero three. That we are now officially waving the white flag. The sails have just gone completely out of the. The wind has just gone completely out of the sails. All the Raiders and the Raiders organization, and I. Truly, in my whole heart, believe that that is that that was the last game that Derek Carr has played was in Pittsburgh. Um, not his last game, maybe as a professional football player, but his last game as a Raider. I I truly believe that. Uh, I believe now the organization believes, and then even to much of an extent, I believe now that his time has come and gone. Um. It's one thing to say that the organization didn't try to give him a good quarterback or a good quarterback, a good coach along the way. We've um, had a lot of missteps, uh, leaving Oakland, not getting Antonio Brown in. The circus, the carousel circus that is the Raiders organization has been in full swing almost the entire time he's been there. However, regardless of different coaches, different this, different that, um... I just truly and 100% believe that it's not necessarily a wearing out of his welcome. His welcome 
will always be with the Raiders, but it truly is time to move on. Um, it's just time to move on. He is just not good enough to where a new coach could come in and they get used to each other. One season is a little off season. Maybe they go nine and eight, or you know, ten and seven. You know, something like that. And the next following year, you know, playoff team or even a contender, he's not that good enough. The coaching changes come in, and he just flat out looks like completely lost out there. Um, you know, Del back in Del Rio in that situation. Uh, not kneeling. Did that take the wind out of the sails of the Raiders then there? Uh, when he didn't take a knee with uh, Khalil Mack and the rest of them? Uh, I think I think there was probably... The Raiders never going to tell you. But I'm pretty sure the player's a little salty that he chose to do that. And they kind of, you know... But being salty and hating somebody, uh, that only lasts so long... The season went to shit. Wow. The season went to shit beyond that anyways. Um, that just was... And that happened to be in the Redskins game. But to me, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, that was... You know, in the following year, we got out to very terrible start. Del Rio's let go. You know, there you have it. In comes in John Gruden. Uh, John Gruden had us in winning seasons. Out of the two and a half years, or every season, I think we had a winning season. We just missed the playoffs. Uh, there was an improvement, I believe, on Derek Carr's quarterbacking throughout those seasons, and even the season where uh, Gruden gets let go of. Versace comes in. To me, Derek Carr was looking like it wouldn't have been him that was the problem. It was the defense. Lo and behold, Gruden's gone. You know, Versace comes in. And then we got McDaniels. I mean, and it just, you know, the organization is a lot to blame as far as the instability at coaching, the instability, the movement that took place, um, players going in and out, EB, got um, Henry Ruggs, we have issues at wide receiver. But that's at every organization there is drama, and I'm hard pressed to believe that we've had any, we've had any more drama than let's say the Los Angeles Rams have had. Or the Patriots or the Buccaneers for them. I mean, yes, they, we've had our quite, quite our fair bit of um, drama, and I do wholeheartedly believe that it's this situation is like, okay, we had this sort of drama, you know, take place, but other teams overcome it, and then some of these teams just overcome it. Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans organization, you know, when they let go of Hopkins. Some of these organizations rebound. Um, and I'm not saying that Derek Carr didn't rebound or that he couldn't rebound given another year or two. But 
I just feel that it's it now's the time to move on from him. It really is. And I and I'll tell you why. It goes up to it goes to the move to Vegas. The Vegas is not going to tolerate the new city. They're not going to tolerate the Raiders being the same old Raiders, uh, comfortable and okay with winning four to eight games. No, this is money is on the table. Um, this is our new home with all the glitz and glamour. We are just not going to try. The organization is now ready to go balls out. We're not going to settle for an eight and eight record, a nine and seven record. We don't. We're not. That's not what we're trying to do. We're not going. We don't feel like. And then this season, we might. We might max out. We might be maxed out as six or seven wins or whatever we're at. We might not get any more wins. And I kind of thought that back when we were like two and seven. There, there was no possible way. There was nowhere in the schedule where we don't fucking knock off four, five, six wins in a row. There was nowhere in the schedule. And lo and behold, that comes to fruition. We've only won, since we're 2 7, we've only won a handful of the games. Uh, we could have easily lost some of those games, including the one against the Patriots. Um, but it, essentially, they stuck a fork in us the other day in Pittsburgh. And now the organization is now ready to make the moves that it needs to. And this is, and this is, they got the green light from Mark Davis. The general manager said, yes, let's do this. And I truly believe he's gone. Uh, they're going to cut ties with him and we're going to go all in on Lamar Jackson. Um, he's the hot commodity quarterback for agent to be. Uh, if that doesn't pan out, we're drafting high. I mean, I'll be willing to trade Carr. To somebody's number one overall pick, bounce up and get a bur- some fresh blood, some fresh blood, some new mobile legs. Um, and if that's the case, I, in my dream scenario, I, once I knew that there's there's a little bit of water, there's a little bit of there's something to that Ravens, Lamar Jackson. The money situation. There's something there that I just tells the. I kind of feel like he's out. Um, is better than a 50-50 chance. I think probably, it's probably like, it's probably like a 60-40. He leaves. 60 he leaves. 40 he stays. Now the Ravens could give him the house, but I don't think they are. What's going? What I believe is going to happen. He's going to demand a lot of money and. The Ravens eventually will bow out and toe out of the bid for him, leaving only a handful of teams that could possibly bid for him. I think one bidding spot might be Indianapolis. Another bidding spot might be Atlanta, but I don't really know Atlanta's money. Vegas, uh, the two L.A. teams are down locked in. Uh, I think Tampa Bay's in play because Brady's getting old. They might just get rid of him at the end of the season um I don't think the Jets but maybe the Jets and I mean I don't know I don't know who else is out there maybe Carolina but he's gonna want top money and then you start dwindling down who's got this top money to to give to him 
and also persuade him to leave. We've now, and this is where it gets interesting because the Raiders have, is for as much drama and as much as goes around the Raiders organization, they have meal pieced together something almost. Dare I say, they have paved a road to victory. Lamar Jackson, we now have Devontae Adams. If we lose out, we're going to get like the ninth or 10th overall pick. Josh Jacobs could possibly come back. Darren Waller, Max Crosby. We're a few pieces away with some elite talent at the quarterback from actually truly, for once, becoming any lead team and maybe we don't win the championship I'm not talking about in the year but maybe after three or four years we build that roster uh, we put possibly be even be the coach away um, and I just kind of feel like there's some things cooking the Raiders have things boiling we've got things chopped up and we've got it into the boil we just need to add a few more ingredients and just make that pot delicious. Um, and I think that comes in the form of somebody like Lamar Jackson. If we don't get Lamar Jackson, I think we draft somebody. And you never know who becomes available. Maybe we can make a play for Rodgers. Um, uh, people want Brady, but I think Brady now is past. He is now past. And we don't. We're no better than the Bucks defensively, so. Uh, it's what it is. I don't think Brady's coming back to the AFC. Um, I don't think he's playing up to this year, actually. But Rodgers is still there. Um, I'll take Rodgers any day. Bring him back. Devontae Adams. Bring him out of the frigid cold where we make the playoffs. Uh, there's a possibility we're not playing in the cold. I know Buffalo's hot. I know Kansas City is hot. And in the winter, they're, it's freezing. But if we go and light it up, and he only has to play one game in the cold... Um, it makes a big difference. I mean, look what Kurt Warner did in Arizona. Uh, he thawed out. He got out of that St. Louis shit and just lit it up. Um, same with Brady. Brady got out of the cold and he immediately went to the Bucks and won a, a chip. And he avoided most of the cold. That's That could be the case with Rodgers. So there, there's some things the Raiders... And the Raiders have pieces they're cooking. It's not like we don't have no-name receivers. We've got a big-name receivers in Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams... Even though that's his boy in their car, that's his homie, that's his longtime friend. You bring back Rodgers, you bring in a Brady, you bring in Lamar Jackson, you bring in some top uh, talent at the quarterback, and uh, the conversation goes, well, man, I feel really bad for their car. He's my ride or die, too. Let's get to work. That's what it comes down to. And you give him, you give, uh, let's say we got. Brady from four years ago, five years ago. We got Rodgers from four or five years ago. And you had on the team Waller, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro. Um, and you've got these, and you meal piece together an offensive line that can hold up. You go in and get yourself a couple of offensive, some weapons, some offensive lines, some beasts. Uh, and, the, and the defense then goes from disrespecting the O-line and sending blitz packages, disrespecting everybody. The, the teams have no respect for the Raiders. Because not just 
and I thought that was going to change with Devontae Adams. Um, but more often than not, the teams are willing to gamble that Derek Carr can't get the ball to him. That the line's not going to hold up. That the run game isn't there. And they just simply don't. They don't respect us enough. You put in Rodgers, or you put in one of these top-level quarterbacks, like, I don't know, Lamar Jackson. You put Lamar Jackson on the team. The defense will respect the talent, and they will just not rush. It's not a blitz all the time. They're going to stack the box. Um, And that's what I thought before. I thought Carr was capable to warrant that. People did go down season. Things did happen. Got off to an ugly start. But again, I mean, you're the, the everybody, the quarterback. That's the position. That's the position everybody, you know, the team is losing. He's the first one there. The team is winning. He gets the fucking MVP. It's what it is, man. I mean, I don't make the rules here. I'm the boss of my own fucking thing. People come to me for answers. People want to quit. So be it. People don't want to work. So be it. I go and fucking make the shit happen anyways. I don't give, I don't personally give a fuck who's injured or not. I don't give a fuck. If I'm not saying I could go out there and quarterback to a Super Bowl, but I, you can damn sure believe that if this motherfucker doesn't want to play because his fucking foot hurts or he rolled his ankle or that guy's sick or this guy just doesn't want to play just because, then I, you know what? I'll go out. Fine. I'll do it my fucking self. I'll go out there. I'll make it happen. I don't give a fuck. Um,. I don't, you know, it's just part. That's part of being uh, a boss. You gonna make it happen. I go out there every day. I provide for my family. I I have to hit every day. I have to hit a fucking. I have to win the game every day. I I play sports, but in real life, uh, every day I have to turn a profit. Every day I have to fucking find work. I'm self-employed. It's not like I even. Have, it's not like I'm at a fucking job. I'm self-employed. I do construction. I go out every day and I have to make money or figure out a way to make money. I have to figure it out because nobody, if I, the day I decide not to fucking work, I don't got money coming in. I don't got a nice little fucking retirement cooked up or some fucking inheritance waiting for me at the other side of tomorrow. I don't, I I go and I'm going to do it myself. Um, and it's just what you have to do when you're the quarterback. Fuck it. Waller's out. Renfro's out. I don't give a fuck. Matt Collins, uh, Devontae Adams, and whoever the fuck else we have out there, Josh Jacobs, there's Will Routes. Um, and I do believe that this is part of the problem is McDaniels because McDaniels did not adjust, adjust quick enough. McDaniels did not, I don't really know, don't really believe he's a great coach. Uh, I've said it multiple occasions that uh, he sucked at Denver. He was, he only had all those winning seasons because Brady was there and Belichick was there, and he, he could just do whatever the fuck he wanted at the offense. I don't truly believe that uh, Josh McDaniels is some fucking sort of offensive guru. Fucking gonna drop. We would have already dropped a game of fifty fucking plus points, forty plus. Points. I don't think we've scored anything more than like thirty. Um, we didn't pour it on any, and we haven't poured it on on anybody. Every game we've been in has been a fucking knuckler. And and people are going to... Oh, that's the defense. No, I mean, no, it's the fuck not. It's a little bit of the offense. And he... I mean... 
if it was such an issue, uh, Derek Carr going deep, why isn't we running fucking a million fucking, um, run that fucking West Coast offense where fucking every play is a five-yard pass? Like, our receivers not there. I mean, something's got to give with the offense, too. It's not all Carr's fault, not all McDonald's fault, but it's probably both their faults. Either way, Derek Carr's bench, and I truly believe that was his last game played as a Raider. I think the Raiders are going to end up cutting him or trading him. Or, I mean, and we're going to find out if Derek Carr is a man of his word and, and just fucking take that fucking retirement and not don another jersey. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he needs to, A, get traded to a team, get on their team, have everything gravy up until the fucking preseason and then retire. Just say, you know what? I'm not going to fucking play one snap for this fucking team and let the NFL compensate said team a draft pick back but let give the Raiders that should be you know sometimes you got to make that ultimate sacrifice you know he's had nine years ten years however many years he's had um you know I I, I give I tip my hat off to him I, I respected him for a long time I admired his heart uh, I do understand that everything was gravy with the Raiders and we moved and fucking AB and Henry Ruggs, John Gruden and fucking different coaches and not kneeling for the anthem and fucking 0-10 and, you know, the list goes on and 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 fucking the Raiders or are they poor or are they not poor? The owner wants to move, fucking this and that. You know, we get it. We get it, bro. We get it, Derek Carr. We get it. You have every right to fucking sit here and say, yeah, the organization really fucked my career up. But you've been paid. You can make it out in one piece. Uh, y- you know, we've had a couple winning seasons with you. We didn't win a chip. You didn't win a chip. Everybody dreams to win a Super Bowl. We get it. Sorry, you know. I, you know. But it's time. It's time to walk away now. Uh, it's time to let the Raiders really go after and just make the move that needs to be made. And and this, the, the Raiders will be making the biggest moves uh, here forward because that's what the Vegas... This was the stipulation of the move to Vegas is you win, you're winning now. We want you to win now. You know, it's not fucking let's win uh, 10 years from now or we're going to build back our draft our way up to the top. No, we want to win and win fucking now. And that's what this move is. We want to win and we want to win now. We're not fucking settling for uh, half-ass shit. So I'm going to pause it here. We'll get to talking uh, some other fucking shit when I get back. Hang tight. Well, 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 I am back. Um, And as I should say, Happy New Year uh, to everybody out there that, you know, Happy New Year. We made it to 2023. And... I want to say uh, my new New Year's resolution is just to be a little bit more healthy, a little bit more wealthy. Those are my basic things. I just want to, I know I've been talking about it before. I want to get back to working out, eating right, losing some weight. Obviously, my goal is not to be a fitness guru or above. It's just, you know, I want to take off 50, 60, 70 pounds off my body. Just eat and be healthier, you know. And, you know, just fit 
in the life, you know. My, you know, like I said, I, maybe that's the bad goal. It's not to hit it hard, but I just kind of want to get back to it. I know I can lose like 50 pounds in a couple of months. I know that's very possible. But I would like to stay at it and just build up the repertoire and, you know, and not slide off again. Uh, well, with that said, a lot of new things have happened in the near so far. Crazy football is in the front and fourth center. You know, I talked a little bit about the Derek Carr situation, uh, and it's rapidly devolving day by day um, into a situation where Derek Carr looks completely like he was backstabbed and betrayed by the Raiders. That's what the front that he's going with and that his team, especially his brothers and a lot of NFL analysts are going with. Uh, and I got to say this. Um, once again, you know, I don't want to talk all another. I don't want to make a whole podcast about Derek Carr because it's not, it's not worth my time. Um, but he had his shot. I mean, he had his chances. He had his shots. That's probably what he needs is a new scenery. Um, let him go somewhere where he can play and allegedly have a better front office, better circumstances, blah, blah, blah. But as I said, this is the NFL. Look what happened in New England. Uh, Brady had Aaron Hernandez and scandals and cheating and they somewhere winning games. Uh, look at the Saints over the years. The Saints um, had their head coach fired, and, and Drew Brees uh, won Super Bowls with all that, you know, and they had uh, amazing, they got, the Saints came close to winning uh, another Super Bowl post uh, the Bounty Gate, um, and there's uh, there's always a multitude of number of things going on in any given team, um, you know, so I don't really... You know, the circus that is the NFL, I don't really see that as an excuse for Derek Carr to feel as if uh, he's going to go to a more stable organization. What organization is going to go to that stable that has an open spot that wants him? There is none. Um, you know, where could he go to? The Jets? Good luck with that. Uh, the Tennessee Titans who look like they're floundering down the stretch. And they, and they might have wasted Derrick Henry's career. Uh, I mean, you really got to think, where else? The Colts? The Colts are a mess, too. Uh, and it's just what it is. But and I want to talk about the Raiders versus 49er game that I witnessed the other day. I, I watched it. Highly competitive game, highly entertaining. Uh, you know, I, I don't like McDaniel's more so than the next guy. I mean, I don't really. You know, I don't. I didn't really feel maybe this second go. Maybe he's going to be better this second go around as head coach. But I mean, I just don't see it yet. Well, I wasn't on board at first. I was kind of more like, okay, Derek Carr and the Raiders are good and the McDaniels, but now it's looking more like McDaniels figured it out at some point and was winning despite blowing these leads, despite Derek Carr having a lot of turnovers. 
Um, and in the case in point, you throw on the film of Stidham and how the Raiders looked, and they looked highly competitive. And I know people are dogging the Raiders for losing 37-34. They, they played a well-coached and probably one of the top teams in the NFC, if not the top team. I mean, I don't really know uh, how the Philadelphia Eagles have been floundering as well. Um, these last couple weeks, losing to the Cowboys, losing to the Saints, uh, and have a chance to really shit their season because they were undefeated at one point, looking like they were Super Bowl prospects, and now they're looking like as the weather turns to cold and, you know, their defense is looking, they're looking a little uh, rougher wear, so to speak. Um... Maybe the cow. I mean, I don't know who else. The Vikings. The Vikings have also been getting cooked. They just because the Vikings just got cooked by Green Bay the other day. I was looking at the score, forty-one to ten, while I was watching the San Francisco game. I was like, yeah, the Vikings might also be frauds. So the San Francisco 49ers might actually be the top team in the NFC. And for the Raiders to put up that kind of effort, I know the defense uh, gave up thirty-seven points. I, I don't. I'm not excusing the defense, but we are also. Underman, uh, no Chandler Jones um, in the game. You know, we had a we had some we had a turnover, we had an interception, we had chances to win the game, and I felt that the game came down. It just came down to like like two or three plays, and actual plays, not penalties, not different things of the nature. I, I just really feel that. It came. It was really close. And what I want to say about all of that is, we had a chance. We had better than a chance. We almost had this game. And I know almost moral victories don't count for nothing in the NFL. It's win or it's win or nothing. But I definitely seen an improvement on the offense, and I and I think the defense actually played well. Uh, again, we're playing. We're undermanned, and we're playing a very well coached. We're looking at a team that possibly wants to make a deep playoff running if not go to the Super Bowl. And we play the Chiefs to close out our season, sitting at six and six and ten now. Um, and I gotta say, I mean, if Stidham at the helm, if he throws up another good game against the Chiefs, uh, and let's say we even beat the Chiefs, and because the Chiefs have to play this game. Um, and as I segue over to what's actual the football news going around town now, um, the Chiefs have to play this game because we don't know what's going to happen with the Bills-Bengals game that happened just yesterday, Monday Night Football. Um, the Chiefs need to win to maintain the number one seed. If not, they take the number two seed. Uh, but the game really affects the Chiefs uh, yesterday, the Bills. So the Chiefs have to play the, the Raiders, and the Raiders, I think, should go and play spoiler. Like, we should hang a loss on them. I, I, I would really like to hang a loss on the Chiefs, you know, just just maybe so that way they don't get another title. Uh, but as I move over to what actually happened was the game last night, the Monday Night Football game. Uh, I know a lot, I know a lot of sports analysts, and I know a lot of you know people online are saying like 
this was a brutal hit, and it was not a brutal hit. Um, nobody, we're not clear. I, I, it looked like, and people were saying he had a cardiac arrest. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're not. I'm not a doctor either. But it looked like they hit him in his sternum. It looked like he crushed his sternum. Uh, it hit him right, like in that soft spot between the bottom of the helmet and the top of the chest plate. But right there in the chest, I mean, went in with full body contact. And it didn't look, it wasn't a particularly, to me, uh, violent hit. Looked like a normal tackle to me. We don't know the circumstances of Darren Hamlin, what happened, if he was going through things, if, you know, it is a part of the game. Uh, they're right in postponing the game, or if not, just suspending it all together. Um, you know, I mean, the man could have died. I mean, it looked like he was in bad shape. Uh, they were administering CPR for him for several minutes. I heard nine. Uh, I heard he had to be intubated. That's the last update I've got. But what I, what I want to say is, and I want to talk about this, the game of football in America is a contact sport. Uh, injuries are a part of it, unfortunately. There's no way to... I don't... The, the NFL has tried to undo, you know, decades of full contact, brutal sport uh, and turn it into, like, a kind of professional flag football where, you know, any hit on a defensive receiver... I can't really sack the quarterback. Found that out earlier this season. But Tua, uh, you can't do those kind of type of plays. Trying to, trying to officiate and get those plays out of the NFL. Um, but you're left with just basically, just a, it's just going to be an offensive league. And I, I really think the NFL is going to take a really long, hard look at their product. Uh, and just, I think they're, I think the way going forward, for the NFL is offenses are going to understand that the defense can't really tackle you. Like, like you can't already tackle them anywhere from, like, the neck up. Uh, and I think if they're not looking either. So what's going to happen, what's going to, I think, going to end up happening is simply the defenses are going to just go for interceptions. Um, and you're just going to have, you're not going to have really have middle linebacking positions anymore. I don't think And your offense is your offense should be well taken care of. Uh, because in effect, you can't really rush the quarterback. Um, I know sacks are still big part of the game. Like you can get a sack. But I think it's more more than a sack is... I mean, sacks are part of the game. Yes, the tackling is still going to be part of the game. But I don't think there's going to be much of an emphasis on it anymore. I think the NFL is about ready to make that move because they, they just simply have to. Um, because honestly, this, this, uh, this play that happened last night, it didn't really even look... I've seen worse tackles in the NFL, worse legal tackles even this year. 
uh, that were legal uh, that what happened. But I think the NFL is not really ready to, you know, they're not they're not, they're not ready to. I don't want to say it. They're not really ready to uh, to handle, you know, like somebody actually dying on the field or somebody being, you know, having a heart attack or whatever the case may be. That's what I've heard that they, he had a heart attack, cardiac arrest. But they're not really ready to handle a situation like that. And I think, and I don't think they want to handle a situation like that. Um, because it's not like baseball, it's not like basketball where contact is really out of the sport. You're just playing the game, like soccer. Um, basically, the NFL is going to, they dodged a bullet last night because that could have been, that could have put a damper on the entire season. If, you know, I think his name is Darren Hamlin or Damon Hamlin. I don't, I don't know if sure his name um, right off the top of my head. Because I'm not a Bills fan, so don't take it the wrong way. But I just kind of think that the NFL is going to now try to incentivize teams to, hey, you know what, just put more dudes that are essentially safeties out there and get rid of the tackling, uh, go for the pick. And obviously the game's going to uh, – you'll get more high-scoring games because the defense will be more – lackluster, and there's always going to be teams that game plan, okay, if we get up 24 points, we get up uh, 17 points, 21 points, even 10 points, you could just ball hawk, because the other team has to throw the ball. You can ball hawk, and you can have guys over there acting as spies uh, on the mobile quarterbacks, which is what the league now is preferring. Uh So what those what I mean essentially spying is when the quarterback, you know, obviously they hike the ball, and, you know, you're pretty familiar with that. They drop back. Uh, when the quarterback doesn't see anybody open, which they're not going to see people open if they're down, they're going to have one guy relegated to, okay, whenever he rolls one way or the other, you follow him and make sure he doesn't run for the first down, take the angle on him, push him. Uh, there will be some light tackling. I'm not going to say that it's going to turn to flag football completely, but hard-hitting tackling might be is getting closer and closer to getting out of the game. And I, I think that's actually bad for the sport because, um, you know, if, you, if you're a team and you're down 14 points, and you have to make a stop, otherwise you're going to lose the game. A lot of people are going to lose games just be simply getting blown out. Um, that happens in basketball. That happens in baseball. Once a team gets down so much, there's just no coming back. Uh, because their offenses are just not equipped to come back. Um, and I think it will favor teams like that are having better quarterbacks. In, and that is actually the case now. Uh, but we're trending closer and closer to becoming looking like soccer. Uh, and I, you know, it's kind of crazy that that game, I've never paid attention to soccer, but 
I mean, that's essentially what the NFL is probably, I would say in like 50 years, it'll be closely resembling soccer. Oh, we're not really allowed to, to touch anybody like that, like to make those kind of tackles. Uh, it's just what it is. Um, the only true contact sport is probably going to be UFC. Uh, in boxing, in boxing has, has long since been a, sub, a sort of subject for you know people. People have died in the ring, and there's just no way to get that out of boxing because uh, there just isn't. Uh, but it was a scary situation last night. Um, nonetheless, I mean, I, I mean, I just people are saying it was a violent hit. No, it wasn't. It looked like a normal routine tackle to me. Don't know the circumstances of what happens. I know the guy kind of lowered his shoulder and put, you know, the guy went in with the chest tackle. Um, and he popped up and just simply stumbled. He collapsed. And it kind of, to me, it looks like, yes, it was a chest injury. I was just thinking the sternum. Could have been crushed. I mean, I don't mean nobody knows. Uh, then I heard cardiac arrest, but um, you know, there's so many different angles of it too. I mean, I know people online were harping about something about the vaccination, but I'm like, what did that fucking have to do with anything? Uh, and it's just what it is, man. I just kind of feel like. The NFL is sitting on a time bomb, and they're going to try to avoid it as much as possible. And I kind of think that the way to do it is just the NFL is going to incentivize teams for having the Miranda linebackers. Just they're not going to be even tackling; they're just going to be playing the ball. Um, and I think, and I think the players and coaches already are like, "Hey, well, as soon as that guy catches the ball, put like it's not a tackle." But as soon as he gets to the ground, as soon as he trips up, falls to the ground, just touch him, and he's down. That's going to be the defense's one saving grace out of all of this. Um, you know, it's just that's just what it's going to be. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to coach a, a, a non-violent. I mean, it wasn't even the collision um, that. You would have said, oh, wow, it looked like a normal tackle to me. Um, nothing too violent about it. Just two guys running at each other. They they do collide, but they don't. It's not like it was a blindsided hit. It was not an intentional hit. It was nothing. It just, you know, it was just a good tackle. Tackling a guy in open space, actually. That's why I didn't understand how. But, you know, we don't know the circumstances of what happened. So that's what the NFL has to look forward to, I think, over as the years go. Because they're not going to chew as, uh, you know, a lot of these players getting injured. And I think when you come down to it, you know, workplace safety, the NFL is one of those ones that a long time ago, they actually encouraged a lot of violence. Um, people wanted to see these big plays and, wanted to see 
uh, people get hit and tossed and turned around and like, whoa, that was a big hit. And I think the NFL took the stance, like, we're not some soft sport, like, baseball or soccer, and this is the brand we are. But as they, over the years, as they've been a sport, you know, they've now, I mean, it's just what it is now. A lot of people are seeing the NFL in a different light and just seeing player safety. And I don't know how many in how many sports that a player has actually died other than boxing. I think maybe UC has had cases, but the NFL just does not want that to happen. And they're going to take a really good long look at things as the season kind of the regular season is is a week away before it's done. And it's just one of those things, man, like, where does the NFL go from here? I mean, do you actually, people don't know, and they they don't know, they postpone the game. It'd be interesting to see if that game's ever made up. I don't think it is. I think it's probably going to go down. The Bengals were winning 7-3. to three. Uh, I don't know if they're going to... The NFL should just let give both of them a win. Uh, because we just simply don't know. There was three... It's not like it was fourth quarter of the last minutes where it was a clear... Where they could clearly claim a victory. We don't know. I, I wouldn't even be comfortable with them putting a tie on board because you just don't. I mean, it didn't even reach halftime. It didn't even reach to the point where, okay... Um, halftime, you have a clear, decisive, this team was winning 17-3 to or was knotted up at um, 14 apiece or or 13-13. It was nothing like that. Like it, This happened in the middle of the first quarter, and I just kind of feel that the NFL is going to have to give them uh, – they're probably just going to uh, exclude the game and just give both the teams essentially a victory even though it won't reflect. So, you know, as they play the next game, uh, when they play the next game in the week, um, it is going to be big news going forward because the, the NFL is one of the United States baby things that we do. The Super Bowl is coming in a couple of weeks. Um, and it's just the NFL is just the big one of the big sports in you know, the U.S., so it, this is this is going to be a hot topic, player safety, and and I just kind of feel that the players now, we don't live in a culture anymore where big big plays on the defense, you know, that those brutal tackles that you see that jar the, bar, the ball loose, are they're, they're going to just get rid of those. It sucks for defense, but I think actually for defense, you should just gear more towards Again, just having people play the ball, not even fucking play the tackle, um, just play the ball. I, I expect turnovers to be a bigger part of the equation going forward as far as interceptions go. I know there's a lot of defenses out there that um, they don't have the personnel, but I think, you know... If you're a receiver in college, you didn't get drafted as a receiver. The transition to cornerback or 
free safety, or I think even the linebackings, um, those positions can be wide open for you. While essentially before, I mean, if you look at like Ray Lewis was just a beast of a man, but he wouldn't have no ball hawking skills. You're going to need essentially wide receivers playing middle linebacker position in over the next couple of years. And I think the NFL is okay with letting the scores be like 30, 30, 40, 40, 50, 50. They've been looking for that anyways. But that says a lot about the defense, that the defense isn't doing their part of the job or, you know, what have you. Um, and even that reflects on the game that I just watched against the 49ers versus the Raiders. High-scoring affair, 34-34, end of regulation. The Niners end up kicking a field goal to win it, but I think the Raiders only had two punts all game. I'm not sure if the 49ers punted. I think maybe they did. Uh, we've had interception. I think that's just how the game is going to play, be played from now on. Uh, the NFL is not going anywhere because the, still the bottom line is the bottom line. But at the same time, I, I kind of feel like they're going to try to steer teams away from even any really, even any really tackles. Like, hey, if the guy is catching the ball over the middle of the field, just push him to the ground. And I think eventually, and as soon as he hits the ground and gets touched again. That will equate to a tackle, and I think that's what the what we're and it's not it's not necessarily flag football, but it kind of will be uh, because the NFL can't, is not they're ill prepared for a man to actually die on the field. They're very ill prepared. You look at how long um, nine minutes they tried to do that, and then they barely took him away. Like um, you know. I didn't see any firefighters. When people like that, if you call and you say, hey, I had a heart attack at home, the firefighters, sometimes police and ambulances show up. It should be within 10 minutes to get you up out of your house and on. The fact that they gave him CPR for 9 to 10 minutes before he was actually taken away is kind of alarming. And the fact that the nearest hospital probably was... 10 minutes away is alarming as well. Like, uh, it's a little alarming that they tried, they waited so long. Um, you know, but, and the NFL is going to sit here and tell you that they have the best medical staffs on, but I, I don't really buy that. Uh, and I'll tell you why, because there's still, you still find in a situation where concussions, uh, people, you know, the refs, if they see you wobbly, they tell you to sit down and you have to go into the concussion protocol. They check. But, I mean, nobody knows for sure what goes on in those little blue tents. If the player's like, yeah, I'm, putting, I'm going back out there. I don't care what you say. I need to make this money. Or whatever the discussions are. Or the medical staff saying, no, you're cleared. Uh, you don't have a concussion. Go and play. We don't know because there's a financial aspect to it. You know, winning teams want to win. They don't really give a fuck how they win, you know, a la the Patriots. You don't know if they're telling the medical staff. Unless he's throwing up and his eyes rolling back of his head, that's not a concussion. He's fit to play if he can speak to you. We don't know what conversations are going to do. We don't have the best. You don't have a doctor just sitting there on standby 90% of the time. That is actually... Um, 
indifferent to the teams at all. They have their own medical training staffs, I believe. So the NFL is really, really equipped to handle a situation like this where somebody actually passes away on field or receives um, you know, what just happened. I think they're they're very ill-equipped. Um, they're going to sit here and tell you that they are, and so is boxing, and so is, you know, UFC and the MMA. And they're going to tell you those things, you know, and it's just not the case. Uh, I kind of feel that they're very ill-equipped for these kind of situations, and, and the fact that they are ill-equipped speaks volumes. And, you know, if this was if this was a hit... 30 years ago, um, the scary hit, the game goes on, uh, we're talking about it, but not really, um, your, your, the conversation, was it a dirty hit? No, absolutely not, it was a normal, to me, it looked like a normal play, um, even at full speed, you didn't hear any banging, like, you still hear the banging and the colliding of helmets and pads, um, yeah, you, you know, didn't really just sounded like he, it actually, it looked like he dove into his chest and then he kind of twisted him and threw him and the Bills guy threw the, the Bengals guy to the ground. They're saying something about his shoulder, but who knows? Um, and to me, it just looked like after knowing what happened, it looked like his sternum was crushed. Um, uh, his collarbone area, his sternum, like he just crushed it in there, and I, you know, you crush your sternum, um, it's a very painful in- uh, injury, and, you know, you're on the ground, uh, th- those are things that people die from those kind of injuries, injuries and car crashes all the time, um, you know, it's just what it is. The sternum it is a very keeping your chest there, your chest bone, and you crush that and it pushes in to I believe your heart region or your lung region, uh, and it's not good. It's not good at all. And it, it, it maybe it was a heart. Maybe he didn't have a heart attack. Maybe it didn't even have anything to do with the play. Maybe he just had a blood clot. You know that. You know those one. But again, that's. One of those things that goes back to supposedly you're led to believe that these players get physicals and they're these are prime athletes. These are top of the tier athletes that are um, well conditioned, well fit. And most of them are well conditioned, well fit. And they're, you know, and everybody's supposed to pass a physical. Uh, but we don't really know. There's no transparency. I can't sit here and tell you that none of the teams are cheating or lying about their players. Saying, hey, you know what? Take this steroid. You know, performance-enhancing drugs were part of the deal. That was a conversation some years ago. You don't know if the medical staff is saying, hey, you know what? This guy's got, like, a heart condition, a heart murmur or something. But other than that, he's in the... Maybe the coaching staff or the organization is like, you know what, fuck it, play him. What has a heart murmur or anything done to anybody before? Nobody's died of it. And that's probably the conversation. 
Like, is it going to kill him? Is he going to die? Has anybody ever died of that? No. Put him out there. That that kind of culture that exists in the NFL, uh, it, that part of it is why I don't believe that the medical is top notch. Like they say it is, because for those reasons like that. Um, teams want to win. They don't really give a fuck how. Uh, and how do you get that out of the league? I, I don't know. I think the NFL is going to find ways to try to get it out. I think you have to expand their rosters a little bit to being like maybe up to 60 people. Um, for stuff like that, you know, injuries and people, too many people are getting injured, too many people um, tearing their Achilles, tearing their all sorts of things, concussions. Um, and that's it. it. It's tough to talk about because I've been concussed myself. I've got hit in the head so many times, you know, you know, broken, you know, nose, my thumbs are no longer, my thumbs are permanently double jointed. Um, I've got knee issues. And, you know, and I'm not even a football player where it's a repetitive battle like that, you know, or a professional boxer. I could only imagine, like, what it would be like. And with that said, guys, I'm going to get this up. Happy New Year's to everybody. Hopefully the next time we do get on here and start talking things, you know, will be post-football. Um, I kind of had the Bills going to the Super Bowl versus the Eagles. But it's, who, yeah, man, who knows? Um, the top three teams are the Bills, Bengals. And the Chiefs, you know, looking like the Chiefs are going to skate by injury or via something, just skate their way to the Super Bowl, which is really um, a sham, but it is what it is. Anyways, I'll get this up, guys, and um, I'll catch you on the next one. Laters.